before we start this evening's podcast, I'd just like to say a massive congratulations to uh, Ryan Coldclough and his girlfriend Steph on the arrival of Harley Thomas, little bunching baby boy, uh, more or less uh, three quarters of the way through, through our own victory over uh, Doncaster on, on Tuesday night. Uh, and so congratulations from us all. Congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a, yeah. a, a rum-do, weren't it? Uh, you know, he's, he was, I mean we'll come to it in more detail later, but he seemed to be playing quite well, scored two goals, gets substituted, sat in the stands wondering what's going on, then he sprints off down the, uh, down, down the tunnel and you think, oh, if he's injured it's, it's not a bad injury. Do you know what I said to that group we go with, I said it's either, um, he's either got a child on the way or he's on tag. <laughs> but he'd been up those trees again. It wasn't now Renzo. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I mean, he's, he's made the nationals, hasn't he? And the international news. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, being there in his kit it? in that photo, we just topped it all off, hasn't it? Shin pads still on. Yeah, I think it just shows how big we are. <coughs> we love this. Yeah, yeah he's, we're absolutely massive, aren't we? <coughs> the only other footballer you'd have seen in his shin pads would have been John Terry, wouldn't it? Lifting the baby up, even though it wasn't <laughs> his. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not a picture of that floating about. <laughs> well, there will be now, I think, after yeah. this podcast. Yeah. So, uh, was it with her in the hospital? Was she at the game? Oh, Warrington, I believe. Was it? They got there pretty well, sharpish then, didn't they? Yeah, I think you might be having a letter from... Um, HMP. Yeah. HMP. No. GMP. GMP. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> anyway, uh, right, let's move on. So, well, like I said, we'll come to uh, the Doncaster game a little bit later. We've got Bradford games only cap for serve all. The inflicted over first all defeat of the season in the league upon us uh, and uh, Simon will go through the tick predicts because I, th- I don't think anybody got it right this week I want the no. result or anything um, uh, and then we've got uh, the Rotherham uh, preview so without further ado Gareth uh, can you send us those stats from the uh, the Wigan Athletic versus Bradford City game please Yes, the stats from the game, Wigan Athletic versus Bradford. Possession, 49% to the Latics and 51% to Bradford. Attempts, 13 to the Latics, Bradford 10. On target, Wigan managed 5 on target, Bradford 3. Corners, 10 corners to Wigan Athletic, 5 to Bradford. Wigan committed 5 fouls, 7 by Bradford. Wigan got one yellow card, Bradford didn't get any yellow cards, fortunately no reds, and sadly we lost one goal to two to Bradford. Yeah, just a word though about the, like the foul count, and David Webb the referee, and he's, he's not a referee who tends to um, officiate out of the, the pyramid, uh, it's usually like round league one and league two, but I thought he had a, an half decent game, and you look at his stats throughout the season, he's issued no red cards, and I can't remember off the top of my head the exact number of yellows, but it's quite low. And he tended to let the game flow, didn't he? And it was a physical game, yeah. uh, but he did let the game flow, and I thought he had a good game. So I think praise were praise is due uh, for me, David Webb, had a really good game on Saturday. Anybody disagree with that? No. He controlled it well, didn't he? I think that's the, that's the main thing. Always, well, the referee always seems like he's in control of the game. I'm sure we'll be discussing the other referee. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, what you're setting up, isn't it? Just, just, just the reactions between the two games and the two referees. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we lost that game, and we won the other game, and, and the other, you know, it's usually the other way around. Instead of the game, you lose. You have, you have a do at the ref, but 
Anyway, uh, Bradford. Personally, I I I could see why Bradford uh, rated a decent side, but I didn't think they were overly blessed with quality. They were very well organised. Thought they were quite physical. They got a good striker in Charlie White, uh, who give give our centre backs a bit of a uh, time. But um, I think it was a game that that both teams tried to win, and it looked like it was going to peter out to to a draw. I didn't think that at all. Yeah, I, I disagree, Barry. I was sat. There was a fellow who sits beside me. We were both saying, even at half time, we we'll get a draw into this one. We're doing well. Because I thought Bradford were good, especially breaking from midfield, but as you mm. said, wide. White, Charlie White, yeah. He was superb up front for me, mm-hmm. superb. Mm-hmm. I yeah, thought they were up for it and we weren't. Yeah, I wonder whether it's a, it was a bit of a mixture between, I think you're absolutely right, I think that one of the better sides, them and Blackburn, in terms of you know having a bit of quality up in the final third and at least trying to attack us, but also I think we did have an off day as well. You know, which happens. So I think it's probably a mi- mixture of the two. I'd like to see us at full pelt against them at full pelt. You know, when we when we have the rematch, because I, I think we can. I'm confident we can give them a game still. But they're going to be top six again, aren't they, Bradford? In my view. Mm-hmm. I, I think Gareth's right. It, it it was intense on their part. You know, and the the way they were breaking, and and you know, I've I've said this time and time again. It's that first ball out of defence. The guy that picks that up has got two options. He can either look backwards and see who's coming to support him, or he can bomb forwards and just trust that the guys will be supporting him. And that's what they were doing. They were, they were just they were they were intent on going forwards. That was it. You know, as soon as they got opportunity to break, they were taking it. You know, and for me, we weren't the same. Um, I think I think we just got we got scared because they made a couple of decent breaks fairly early in the first half I just just think our guys mentally were a bit scared I think for the first three to five minutes of the match we was all over them and we we were were closing them down and then they got they had two efforts didn't they were were one of the players missed kicked in front of goal Mm. Uh, and it it could have they could have gone one up there and that seemed to rattle us a little bit Um, and then they came up but I thought a lot of their stuff broke down in in our I know I know you're saying there was, there was, the final third was good, but I thought a lot of stuff uh, when they were second was breaking down more through their poor play than our defensive. The thing is, that they only needed to get through a couple of times well, for, for you to sit there and think, hang on, I need to go a bit deeper here, or I need to make sure I'm passing to the man rather than passing to the space for the man to run into. Mm, our passing um, was awful on Saturday. Yeah, I, well, the, the one for me that really summed it up was when Callum Elder got the ball on the... You know, almost on the halfway line, space in front of him. A Bradford player at that point would have just picked that up and absolutely bombed forward and, and expected the support to be with him. Calamel stops and look backwards to see what the hell was going on. And don't look and think, just go forward mm-hmm. and expect the players to be in the right place. He was play. right on the halfway yeah. line when he did that and yeah. it was open in front of him, weren't it? Yeah, he had, uh, he had acres to run into. And I suppose. I mean, he was in the team to, to get down there yeah. and get the but, crosses in. But it's the mentality. He, 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 at, that, <coughs> at that point, having been scared, and, and it's easy to just pick that instant, and it wasn't just that one player, but he will have looked at that and thought, if I start bombing into space here and I'm not getting backed up, I lose the ball, I'm out of position, and I cop a bollocking. 
and he stopped and thought right if I can play a nice easy pass sideways I don't lose the ball I'm not I'm not the one in the headlights when the gaffer starts going mad at half time but it didn't even look like that, did he? Just looked, it no, was second half. It, it, it was second half as well. Yeah, well, so it, it, it looked lost, it looked like it didn't really. It was, it was reminiscent to last season when mm. Warren Joyce wouldn't let the fullbacks go past the halfway line. It was very reminiscent to that, it was a bit strange. But, in fairness, we're allowed to have an off day. Yeah, absolutely. A number know. of players had off days, didn't they? The Nick Powell. I mean, yeah. he was drifting to back four, weren't it? And, and there was pick it ball up and there was nobody up front yeah very very strange that's why I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point and we'll probably raise it again but it's like having scapegoats when you know when you've got six or seven players who've had off days why why the crowd seems to turn on one or one or two players like like it's always the case like they're actually going out there to try and lose the game which is ridiculous you know some of the nonsense I was hearing in the East Stand about Tony being our worst ever striker. Well, uh, yeah, they've not been watching us very long. No, they? no. <laughs> well, they've not. I think that might be part of the problem. They've only seen, uh, you know. I mean, it depends how old they are, don't they? But if if you, if you consider lads in their early twenties, they've only seen top quality players, aren't they? From from Ellington and Roberts through to Roddy Yeager, Henry Kamara. Yeah, but you've you still have Mark Antoine Fortune in there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, but I know. And. As much as he's doing it elsewhere now, Leon Clark was all plus, wasn't he? Yeah. <coughs> you know, he's he's yeah. doing his bit now. Well, speaking, going back to Saturday though, if we're talking about the off day club, I think Massey deserves a mention in that club because I thought he had an off day too. Well, that, that's where I disagree. <laughs> disagree with you. Well, I thought a lot of disagreement. Well, I thought he did all right, but obviously. Well, Puky didn't because he dragged him off and he and he, and he, he had him as well, so. The question, the question, I would, I would ask you around that was when you saw the four changes last night you take Powell as a change because of injury or safety or either they're looking after him or he's not fit and then the other three would you have argued <coughs> any of them no where they were, so I actually I actually I mean we'll come to it again but I actually liked what he did last night because he went from two midfielders to three and it, it, yeah. it, it mixed it up a little bit and well, it was something different so all the ones who say he's just a one trick pony I, I, sure I said on the way down last night and I, did, I can't remember if I said it to you when, it, when I bumped into you at the pie stand that <laughs> pack, I was buying a pie by the way packing that midfield you own the game create these chances and last night I said <coughs> it was going to be the, the pasting dished out it wasn't quite a pasting but we were certainly bossed the game didn't we I think we had <coughs> our, our friend or my friend made a bit of our run into well, this is where we disagreed early on, isn't it? I, I, I blamed the last goal on Dan, Dan Byrne for, for just like, coming backing away. Backing off, backing off, backing off. But yeah. he didn't just back off. He, he, he come into the centre of the, the field yeah. and just let, let that, I don't know what his name, the, the player who scored it, but he's just given the freedom of the park. <coughs> Do you not think Richard Kingston was it? No, at the ground, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was a top corner job. I, I thought it was at the ground. I watched the replay and, <coughs> and uh, it looks like uh, Jamie Jones has actually dove past it, expecting it to go in the top corner and then flat with his arm to try and, and, and get it. But It's an, it's, it's an <sighs> error, isn't it? Yeah. And, but you always look at a goal, you could break it down and say, that person didn't do that, that person didn't do that. The goalkeeper's always the one who gets the flak because they're the last line, aren't they? The one that the memory that sticks in the mind really but you could break it down and look at I mean Nathan Byrne was too far up the field he was out of position well, considering it was stoppage time as well 
yeah. and leaving us exposed. Yeah, so I mean, you could you could look at anybody, but did he? The other thing as well, did he mean it? I don't know whether he whether he even. Ed down and just put his laces through it, didn't he? And, and it ends up where it's. I mean, there was a shot off Michael J- Jacobs in the first half, which had the goalkeeper not knowing what to do because he was swerving that much left yeah. right left right, and it ended up going straight at him. But how many games into the season are we? Nineteen. Well, third, huh? Yeah. You know, we're, we're second. Eighteen. Eighteen. We're second in the table. We've had the best ever start that we've had. We, we've, we've got our first defeat at home against Bradford City. Wheels are falling off. Wheels. Wheels. Have, yeah. we, got, have we got the best defence, Gareth? I mean, said that Jamie Jones will be disappointed with it. In my opinion, no, of course he will. He, he, he didn't. He didn't do a good job, especially yeah. you know injury time. You've got a draw, which well, gets the run of play for me, but you should be trying to close the game out from there well, and take I, points. I, I, I agree. If there was going to be a winner, I'd have picked Bradford to win the game, but I, I thought it was it was close enough to a, to a finish on a draw. But I, if I, if you had to press me, I'd, I'd have picked Bradford. So yeah. I agree in that that sense. But um, but it is what it is. And, and well, the first goal was a bit ropey as well, wasn't it? There was opportunities in there to. Have Potentially cleared that when it was bouncing around the box. Yeah, which was just like a bit lethargic, weren't we? Yeah, well, well that's what we say. They're, Gareth's right; they were sharper than yeah. what we were. But again, it's it's the, uh, it's the it's the manager of the month curse. It's the first league game since it's been manager of the month, and it's also the the game after the international break. We never ever win that game, and and we've come unstuck so many times. Well, there was a nice stat, wasn't there? We played Scunthorpe during the international break, and we won. Last international break, um, we spawned and played Shrewsbury, lost, happened yeah. again. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, the best thing to do in those sorts of games, uh, get back on the pitch as soon as possible. The opportunity was there on Tuesday night, Doncaster Rovers were in town, uh, so we, we had that opportunity. Just just before we do, uh, Paul Coote's coming for a slight bit of stick about bringing up the negativity. Of, of the supporters in and around his earshot at, at the game, uh, and especially picking on certain individual players and abusing them and that. But um, it's the nature of the game now, isn't it? Where, where fans react like this. Yeah. It's not just the, the latics, is it? It's, it's, it's social media keyboard warriors, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, isn't it? But it's going to happen. But then. If they're allowed their opinion, Paul Cook's allowed his opinion and to say that basically he thinks they're a bunch of idiots. That's what he's really saying. If you're translating it, he's saying, well, judge them and judge me on the, 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 the 16 games prior to this rather than you know one bad day at the office that we've, that we've had, which he said all the way through the season when we've been winning, we'll enjoy these wins because we're going to have Mm. Bad days at the office as well. You know, it's it's football, isn't it? We, you know, you've got to lose matches. Who have we lost against this season? Bradford, Shrewsbury, Peterborough. Peterborough. Mm. Right. Uh, teams, uh, undoubtedly, they've raised the games. I mean, I've spoken to other people about this. It's the others, and they're, they're all up there, aren't they, in the top, in the top six. We're beating everybody else. Everybody else we're beating, but they're not. Bradford have, have lost its own. They lost its own to Plymouth Argyle. Yeah. Bottom of the table. Bottom of the table. Lost, lost their own to Bury. Bottom of the table. They yeah. swallowed them as well. Yeah. Sh- Shrewsbury lost it, uh, have lost it at Bury. That's what I mean, Shrewsbury. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. So, but we're going and beating these teams. The teams that, that 
when you're going for the title or going for promotion, you have to beat you have to beat the run of the mill sides. But and we're beating the big ones as well. So it's oh, not like yeah. we're just beating the rubbish team. Well, no, I shouldn't say rubbish team. No, the lesser the, the lesser yeah, team. Yeah, the run of the mill the, sides. But the we beat, we beat Charlton. They were fourth, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Scunthorpe. Who yeah, away. We've won the last five games. Scunthorpe. You know, yeah. so we've got we we can put in some Scunthorpe with third. Third. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, so you know we could we could do it both ways, and we drew with we drew with Blackburn, didn't we? Mm. Which, which went to Blackpool and beat them, and they've not lost the tone for very many games or whatever, you know. So um, just keep doing what you're doing. Anyway, we move on to Tuesday night, Doncaster uh, in town. Uh, traditionally, we don't do too well against Doncaster, no. do we? We've, we've always struggled a little bit, <laughs> and it was one of them where you're thinking, uh, which way is this game going to go? And they was on quite a bit of a run of form, weren't they? Um, they seem to have got something together and they were playing quite tight. Uh, uh, have you got some stats from the game, Gareth, please? Yes, stats from last night's game Wigan Athletic versus Doncaster. Possession 59% to Wigan Athletic and 41% to Doncaster attempts. 10 to the Latics, 7 to Doncaster. Attempts on target Latics had 6, Doncaster 2. Corners 4 to Wigan, 3 to Doncaster. Wigan committed 15 fouls, Doncaster 10. Yellow cards, 3 to Latics, 2 to Doncaster. No reds, and a fantastic 3-0 victory to get the Latics back on track. Mm. Now we started off uh, the, the Bradford game uh, talking about the referee, so let's, let's talk about what on earth was Carl Boyson on last night? Any, any referee gets booed off the pitch at half-time, and then jeered back onto the pitch for the second half. You know, it was not having a good game. I also took a long guard looking himself in there. Sorry, sorry. I think he did that. take a long guard look at half time, so it took him a while to come out, didn't he? he did. I think he got his half for a fag, yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. It was horrendous. It weren't the fact that he was biased one way or the other. It, it was just, his decisions were just so odd. And, uh, and the way he was speaking to players and the managers and he. Did, did I just just something came to mind? Did he order someone off the pitch as well when they didn't have to go off? I'm sure he got these rules wrong. No, there, there was somebody who went off the who should have gone off the pitch. It might have been Colclough should have gone off. No, but I thought that there was a new rule now when if the player is booked, if the player is booked and you're injured, you don't have to go off because it's giving them. And I, I'm sure that changed. And I, I think they took him. He, he, he sent him off the pitch. And then, I think it was Dunkley, he raised it, and then they brought him back on before they kicked off. Right. So he doesn't even know the rules. <laughs> so it's all for all of us refereeing at this level, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know rules, I've got a chance. Has he been given a game for Saturday? Uh, it's Premier League this Saturday. Is it? Oh, Northern Premier Wigan. League. Wigan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so once, he gave Will Grigg no protection at all. No. He, look, he was getting mauled all over the place. He had that big thug at the back, didn't he? Number yeah. six was a thug. And, and he's the guy still inside of number 16 who was all over Grigg every time. Yeah. Wasn't too impressed with Grigg. He didn't seem interested in spells as well. I think because he... Oh, he, was get, he was getting pulled all over the place and mauled and getting no protection. He should have had a few free kicks. He, he worked hard last night, didn't he? Yeah. I thought he did. I thought he worked hard and got kicked, basically. Shame he missed his chance, though, wasn't it, at the end? Yeah, right. So, anyway, before we alluded to the, to the changes, uh, four changes, and he brought in Evans to play with... with uh, uh, Marseille and Power in, in like a three midfield. I thought it was a treat that. 
Lee Evans was class last night. Absolute class. I'm surprised he didn't. He weren't on corner second duty though. Does he? He puts a good ball. Is it because you think it's because of his height in the box? And well, maybe Powell's done all right though, hasn't he? With him, Powell's took a few. Yeah, he's done all right. But Evans is the spot on, aren't they? These corners, they're absolutely yeah. spot on. I like Perkins, pinpoint. <laughs> I thought he was. I, th- I did think he was very good last night. But I thought. All, all the midfield, the midfield three were, were excellent as well. Um, it's good to see a reaction, isn't it? Bounce back ability is the word that's used nowadays, isn't it? and that's what it was. Yeah. We were crap at the weekend, and it wasn't an electrifying game, but we got, we scored three goals, got three points, and we changed it, and it worked. And someone had a baby, you know. Yeah. What more do you need in a game? What more? What more indeed, Gareth? Right, Goldcliffe. He's going to remember last night, isn't he? He's not going to forget that. <laughs> in her, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get to the game because of work commitments. But it's just great to get back on. Saturday left a sour taste in the mouth. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a good story, Cold Foss, what he told us. I don't know if it, anybody's seen He, he was uh, on the radio this morning, Radio Manchester. Yeah, um, yeah. It, yeah. He was saying his dad was giving him, because I'm quite interested to know what he's doing. His dad was giving him hand signal, signals from the side to say the water had broken. And what, what, uh, <laughs> I hope he's just got a bottle of water undone it and pouring it out. Well, how, how did they <laughs> could be anything you want if it's pre-planned, couldn't it? And, and let's face it, they knew it was must have known it was imminent. Yeah. Well, he said no. He said they'd gone for a scan and the baby mm-hmm. was tucked up and tucked oh, up. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Went for a scan that day. Yeah, but uh, at least another two days. Yeah. 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 So what's the international symbol for uh, <laughs> water <laughs> breaking? Water breaking. Yeah, no. <laughs> bit of that. Bit of that. <laughs> it was good though that he managed to get the celebration in Ninty of rocking the baby. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Reminded me of Babette Hall, yeah. 1994. Bruce, I mean, what a header. It was brilliant, wasn't it? It was a good cross, wasn't it? Well, I, I, I tweeted yeah, today, he must, he must have like, run past Paul Cook at some point and said, Gaffer, look, I need to go, the Mrs. Waters are broke. And the Cook's gone, well, we need to see the game, we need to win the game. You know, it's only 2-0, we need another. So, bang, yeah. edit. Well, what he actually said it. is, uh, it's Gaffer, uh, the Waters gone, the Waters gone, I need to come up, again, using hand signals, and, and Coote's gone, breaking play, there's no breaking play. So he said, right, I'm going to score a goal, then we can have a break. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a player ready to come on, did we? said to no. kick off and... Yeah, oh, well, then he was off a minute. Someone's later. hamstrings gone down, hasn't it? Yeah. He's got warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I thought he had a, a really good game last night, Club Club. I mean, I, if he was pushing for man of the match, you know, I don't know. Well, he scored two goals, so he, so he must have been pushing for man of oh, the match. Yeah, yeah, but only putting in two thirds of a shift. I mean, come on, you get him <laughs> out of match when he's not playing the full game. I know, yeah, sprinted off as well. Although, although, to be fair, we've done that before in the past, haven't we? Nick Powell got man of the match a few times with his little cameos. Yeah, at ten the end. minutes at the end yeah. coming on. Yeah, uh, but what, I mean, when it says them again, it, it's put Wigan Athletic, the club, back <laughs> in the international spotlight. That's Twice it. in a week. How big are we? How massive are we? Yeah. Well, We're no. never out of it. Yeah, For right, right reasons at the minute. You got. Players, who, you know, without without big and that good, that you can say to sweep. But yeah, if you've got better things to do, you trot off, and we'll just carry on without you. Mm. Twice in a week, though, that we've been seen around the world, haven't we? Yeah, well, we'll come to that before we finish the yeah. evening off. But there, there was something else, wasn't there? Tonight? Just all the small things, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so back to last night's, back to Tuesday night's performance. Um, quite a, a bit of redemption going on, I think, from from people who'd perhaps made mistakes or didn't, weren't up to it on, on Saturday uh, I thought Dan Byrne was a lot better last night Shea Dunkley 
uh, challenge he made in the box last night was fantastic. Um, mm. Nathan Byrne had a really good game last night. And Reece, Reece James as well, yeah, I thought, yeah. coming back in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he didn't, like I said, I, I wouldn't have argued with any of the changes, but Reese James did nothing wrong really to get dropped, did he? He just, oh, you know, he, just he got unlucky because he, he had that game where he, he was struggling putting a decent cross in. Callum Elder, Callum Elder came on and put a couple of beaches in and stole the spot, stole the shirt. You know, it's, it's good to have a little bit of rotation and a bit of I mean, competition. It's great because you, your midfield's got competition. You know, there, there's no midfielder that's, that's place is nailed. I mean, the only person whose place you would say is nailed on is Powell, and that's that's if his bloody legs hold up. Yeah, I thought Perkins did well when he came on too last mm. night. He's some that some other little balls through. Um, very good. Uh, oh, so yeah, they were all alright last night. I'll tell you, for Byrne, I know we were saying he was he didn't get back on Saturday. That's probably because he covered so much space. He he does. I'd love to know how many uh, how many yards he covers in a game. Yeah, them little legs. Yeah, he's up and up and down that pitch, isn't it? But yeah. that that's probably what their only position where you look at it and you think who would go there? He could play that role like he he can. Is there anyone in our team who can sit in get into that role? Well, he's, he's played every game so far, hasn't he? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Him and Dan Burns, the only two. I can't see anybody playing this role. There's a bit of controversy last night as well. Um, I know it, it's affected you, Adam. Uh, Michael Jacobs didn't award him with a goal. How could they not award Michael Jacobs with that goal? Well, how, did you, how did this affect you, by the way? Financially, again. I'm not doing very well betting-wise, am I? I mean, last week, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, you know, I was getting a rip taken out of me for... Cashing out at, at mm. £1.82. <laughs> at this time, I thought, whatever, you know, halfway through the sec- uh, first half, I thought, collecting the money. My, yeah, what did you have? I had, I had, him, I had, him, I had him first goal on its own, so that would have been definitely in. I knew at half time, I thought, it's brilliant. Yeah. And then I thought, chance also a 3 0 coming in. Michael Jacobs 3 0. But. After the game, I asked who the first goal scorer was, and it was given as an own goal, so they, they paid out on Coco. So that means somebody, whoever this person is, was watching that game and said that ball wasn't on target. Absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Would Absolutely. The, would the ridiculous. people who backed Coco for first goal have known to go and check? I, I mean, Probably I, not, not, so we need to take a public service I'm, announcement. I'm not a gambler, so I don't. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I mean, know these there was a bigger inflation on Coulthard's goal than what yeah. was on on Jacobs's goal. Wasn't it? I, I didn't even think it was in doubt. I mean, the one at Peterborough earlier in the season, I thought, "Ooh, I'm not even sure this was on target." That was a massive deflection. That was helped it in the same direction for me. Yeah. And even when I watched it on TV, like because sometimes to the naked eye, you're not sure, but it still looked on target. Yeah, but it was definitely on target. Yeah. Some idiot has cost me. Fortune. <laughs> it's not funny at all, is it? No, 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 with your £1.88. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't even get £1.88 because I back and put a pound on there. Uh, Who did I put a pound on score? The no. little lad who came oh, on. Victor Mafio. <laughs> yeah, you wasted your money there, didn't you? Yeah, uh, also last night the attendance was 7,966. There's a bit of, a bit of criticism about the attendances and saying this season's attendances are falling, etc, etc. But, if we go back two seasons ago when we had a top of the table tussle against Burnt Albion, 
in late November, there was just over 8,000 on that game, but Burton brought with them nearly 1,000 supporters, so, uh, and I think last time, how many did Doncaster bring last night? 300 odd. 300, so, actually there was more home supporters on last night than what was on against the Burton, so, the, I think the last six know exactly uh, what to expect, home support wise, and I think we're, we're just on the nail where we are, um, and I don't think ticket prices affect us at all myself. We've got our supporters and, and they turn up. Um, is anyone bothered? Is anyone ever bothered anywhere when someone critics? Because it, it's almost like when you, you're just preaching to the converted, the ones who are going watching. Yeah. Your support is well. I don't really care what X, Y, and Z are doing at home. If I'm watching a game and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, we used to go watching games in the day when there were 1500 there. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. I couldn't go last night, yeah. but I wish I was there. You know, I'm a Latics fan, I'd love to be there, but I was worried. Well, also, I mean, that's the other thing as well. There's a lot of explanations for why people can't go. And why don't we just... It's never bothered me when someone has a go at your fans. We've got a lot of supporters who said they're not going because of the, the pricing policy for... Uh, Turning up on a Tuesday night to ticket, but I don't know what they were. I've no idea because I've got a season ticket. I've no idea what the price was last night. I think they were twenty. I think because it was thirty for the street food thing. Exactly, they could have got yet. street food. They could have got fed comfy seat for thirty quid last night. Yeah, yeah, Watch but that's three nil victory. Yeah. Well, Come then, on, fellas, get your hands in your pockets well, and get down and stop well, walking and morning. Just back on that thing. Those people, that, you know, you make you make a decision. So some people make a decision, whatever, for work reasons they can't attend. What, but if, if you make a decision to start the season, you're not getting a season ticket, then if you're buying tickets on the day, they're always going to be mm. more expensive. And even and if you actually look at the comparison, I've not got the exact figures, but the ticket survey was out recently, and we, we do very well in comparison to other teams. Not the price of football, yeah. And, and we've been to some away grades that are... Look at Peterborough. We probably paid more at Peterborough, and their the, the facilities were shocking. We got the dearest away League One. We've got the dearest. We've got the dearest ticket for about th three or four teams because, because the customers category air games. Right. So they charged them thirty quid. So I think Bradford yeah. would have been category A and paid thirty quid. So I, I, then they brought they brought a good number, didn't they? So yeah, but we've, we've, we've been asking the club to do this for donkey's yeah. years because we've been to places like Sheffield Wednesday and Leeds get, United get robbed, and got yeah. ripped off. Yeah. And we've asked asked the club to do so. We well, can't more when they do it. Doncaster was probably category C, so it's twenty quid, and that I think that pr it's that price that, that that performs very well against other other teams. So. To me, there's nothing wrong with the pricing. Yeah, no. I, I mean, we're the right, we're the right market to be discussing, aren't we? Because everybody in the room's a season ticket holder. Yeah. I look at the season ticket price for our season tickets. Still reasonably. Yeah. Yeah. The pro right. Yeah, yeah. Second, isn't it? Second best. Yeah. Behind Bradford, who they, they've always done a good season ticket, hundred and odd quid, isn't it? And they like to have a pop at us about being the empty seats, but the fact of the matter is, we had the third biggest attendance in League One last night. We had almost 8,000, 7,966. thought for Blackpool and Gillingham, 2,650 went watching them. Well, yeah, there we go. On that note, uh, it's time for our League One news. And I'm going to hand you over to Simon, who's going to come in with this week's League One news. Right. A um, couple of points. Oxford defender Christian Ribeiro has been forced to retire due to a knee injury. 
Um, he's been told that if he continues to play, and he may affect his ability to walk in later life. So he's having to uh, call it a day. Now Ranger, we alluded to him earlier on, has actually been in the news and has been dropped from the South End squad after a dinner disciplinary procedure. So up to no good again. Probably not climbing trees though. Uh, Plymouth Plymouth's keeper wolves continue after their youth keeper have been called up to the senior squad. Dislocated his finger in training, meaning reserve youth keeper Max Charles made the bench. <laughs> made the bench for the two 0 win over Northampton. And we mentioned at the start of the show, um, Ryan Colclough has made international news um, on the birth of his second child last night. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know his name, Plymouth Argyle player got uh, player of the month as well in the in League One, as Kuki got manager of the month. And I think that's a great achievement and shows uh, how, how Plymouth has performed this month. And yeah. if you go to the start of the month, we beat them, didn't we? Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, well, 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 well done. So is that it as far as League One news goes? Yeah. Nothing else interesting? Apart from Bury getting the first win for, for quite a while, and Shrewsbury, no, Shrewsbury, yeah. uh, Scunthorpe, five straight wins, yeah. so they're coming strong. Blackburn, not lost in six, so they're putting a bit of a run together. Uh, anything else, Simon? No, I think you've, uh, you've, you've covered everything else. Uh, that just I for Ketting, new manager at Bury, said yeah. to be announced. Anything oh, else, Simon? Much. No, no. You know, um, a bit of interest in Doyle, Oldham, who's on loan from Preston. No, uh, oh yeah, yeah, that one. I did hear though that um, we talked about renovations at the DW, didn't we? We did, yeah. The ten million pound. Yeah, and I've gold-plated seats. Gold-plated seats. Someone went in and said it's nowhere near that uh, amount. They've had a survey done recently. Ah, so there is some truth that some things need to be done oh, yeah. there. Well, birds need to be dealt with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, last night. I'm sick of them sitting near me. Oh, oh, pigeons, you mean? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they've, uh, they've migrated to the West End now. Yeah, they're following Adam. That's what it yeah, is. Near Mess last night. Uh-huh. Right then, uh, Saturday. Let's hope we can uh, keep our winning run going uh, as we move on to South Yorkshire and facing Rotherham. Uh, Rotherham United. Who? Uh, the last time we went there was Boxing Day. Uh, oh, no, remember that. Remember that. We'll not talk about that. Can I, I want to talk about it. During the game, you know, cause it's obviously tradition, isn't it? Fancy dress, so you've got Buzz Lightyear, Woody, Teletubbies, things like that. Mexican Superman. Oh, so with a Mex- yeah. Super Mario. Yeah. With a Mexican come flying down a row of seats, <laughs> lying face up at me in the uh, second half. Had a few too many uh, uh, souls, I think. Yeah. Coronas, he was uh, well and truly past it, so let's hope we summed up the game, though. Last year, got to, yeah, last year. Hmm. Yeah, it was last year, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, the ref is uh, Seb Stockbridge from Newcastle. Oh, so far this season, he's done 18 games, 55 yellows and one red. Uh, sorry, three reds. Uh, he last last refed us in December 2015, uh, 2-0 win away at Barnsley, which uh, remember Yannick. Got that last minute goal. Reese Wilbur were yeah, playing for them. Kellett. Kellett, yeah. Uh, it was a great performance and it was a bit of a turning point for us. I think that, that's when we went started to go on our big run. Uh, he never seems to ref above uh, League One, so I don't know anything about him really. Well, he's not going to be as bad as him on. He can't be. He can't be. Uh, 
Previously, we've met Rotherham 35 times. We've won 19, drawn 5, and lost 11. The first time we played them was in 1935. Gareth, do you remember that game at all? No, I wasn't there. All oh, right, okay. Uh, it was the FA Cup, and we lost 2 at Springfield Park. Uh, the last time we played them, did I say that was the last time we played them? Well, I remember it was the first time. Yeah, it was the first time. Yeah, yeah. okay. The last time we played was a 3 2 uh, win for us in April this this year, but last season. Nicky Powell. Nicky Powell, 90th minute, yeah, 90th minute. Was that the one with the goalkeeper? Yeah, the fight with goalkeeper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, we were petering out into a Oh, the goalkeeper just, just like punched him on edge of area, didn't he? Yeah, he thought he was. Big cuddle, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he milked it and he just told. smashed the free kick in, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kiefer Moore, 13 goals, he's the danger man on loan from Ipswich. But previously to this season, you know, he's only scored nine altogether in the league. So whether it's just a bit of a flash in the fan or what, I have no idea. Spent a lot of time at Yeovil. Gareth, how's the form been over the past uh, six games? Well, they're currently ninth in the league. Which is not too bad, but the last six games is not too sparkling really. They've only won one of the last six, drawing two and losing three. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently, they lost one two to Shrewsbury, that was on Saturday. And the only game they won, they beat Scunthorpe 2 0, but that was in October, 14th of October. That's the last six league games. I always look at league games. They lost in the cup as well, didn't they? At Crewe. Did it? Mm-hmm. I think that was 2 1, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, knowledge, yeah. Knowledge is the one. Boom, boom. Thank you. Well, at least they'll have had a rest, though, haven't they? They've had the week off. Whereas we played Tuesday. Well, shouldn't make a difference. So we're down to the New York Stadium to, yeah. to play the, uh, the Mighty Millers. Chuckle Brothers team, innit? Yeah, yeah. To, me. Yeah. Yeah. to me. Yorkshire, Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Then we've got Lancashire, Lancashire, haven't we? Yeah, so I mean, I've been to Rotherham a few times, and I always think it's it, it, it's akin to going uh, to 1982, <laughs> uh, you know, the miners' strike and things like that. Because you see people walking around with shell suits on and and uh, mullets and you know whippets and yeah, well, things. We, we tend to park outside the old ground. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was at Millmore. 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 Yeah. And, uh, it's yeah. only around the corner, isn't it? It screams like it does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, but I, I don't mean that to sound disrespectful. I think it just shows uh, ab- about the lack of investment in, 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 in you know the north of England, really, mm-hmm. doesn't it? That a town as you know as big as that uh, can be in such a state. It's always a great game I enjoy going to, Rotherham, for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, we've like had some good results there over the years. Apart from last year, we've done well nice, over the years. Nice new ground. Nobody ever built a slum. It's the people that live there that make it such. Sorry. That's quite profound, isn't it? Oh, well, uh, it could be argued, but it's, uh, we'll, we'll, that's for our political podcast. That's for the budget. The review of the budget yeah. comes next. Who's, um, who's going, Rotherham? Uh, right, okay, we'll start off with, uh, with, with Gareth and uh, give us your predictions, if you don't mind, Gareth. <laughs> I think I think the crowds want me to go first because they think I'm rigging this tick. No, no, no. We'll come to you last. Okay. You can well, give us a I've rolled it down. All, all right. right, all right. Well, I'm looking at um, the previous six games and they've conceded three three times and two twice. So they're quite good at conceding, and as we know from last night, we're quite good at scoring. We're three 0 again. Three 0 
Adam? Well, I saw Mac, Mac Pollock was there last night, so he was obviously doing a bit of doing a bit of scouting for them. Um, and I think he'd have gone back with reports of, oh, we might be in trouble here. I don't think he would say that, but that's what he's thinking. Uh, there's got to be goal. There's got to be goals again in this game. I, I just the way Rotherham was. I watched them on Sky the other week against Doncaster. Oh, what a boring game. Yeah, but they don't they don't look up to much really. Um, I think we still think we're better suited to playing away. Um, if Garavanta said three 0 I'd have gone for three 0 So I'm going to go for a comfortable a comfortable two 0 win. Paul, I'll join Adam on two 0 It's a good prediction that. Barry? Uh, well, I was going to say 2 0, but I'm not going to say it now because. Uh, go with you know, it, you've got to go with your gut. We've, we've got, well, we're talking of guts. We've got a, a competition going here, and uh, you know, you, sometimes you've got to stick your, stick your foot out to, or stick your neck out to win. Uh, this Kiefer Rua uh, is scoring goals just like Cello Aces. I think, I think they're going to score on, on Saturday, but I think we'll, we'll run out. We all run after Boxing Day. Um, at those. So I'm going to go for Rotherham 1, Wigan Athletic 3. Right. So the odds for said game Rotherham are 5 to 2, the draw 5 to 2, and the ticks are evens. Uh, 1 0 Rotherham's 11 to 1, 2 1 Rotherham 11 to 1, 2 0 Rotherham 20 to 1. The draws 1 0 6 to 1, 0 0 11 to 1, and a Desmond is 14 to 1. The ticks. 1-0-15-2, to 2-1-8-1, 2-0-10-1, to and a 3-1 is 16-1. Get your money on that. First goal scorer is Keith comes in ahead of everyone at 9-2, then Will Grigg at 5-1, Nick Powell at 11-2, David Ball at 8-1, and Coco, Ryan Colclough at 10-1. And I'm going for, which I'd already wrote down, a 3-1 Wigan. Oh, you just on my back though, sir. Oh, yeah. And what I <laughs> what I want to say is Gareth was the only one who got a ticks predicts right last week. He went for a three nil against Doncaster. Well done, um, but there is a gap forming at the top of the league uh, in the ticks predicts table. And can I just say I was sat in the stand on Saturday rubbing my hands because I'd gone for one apiece. I thought ninety minutes one apiece until your mate ducked under the hand <laughs> <laughs> making the defeat. I still blame Dan Burnley for that goal. Um, so get your entries in before 11.59 on Saturday on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, whatever else there is. Instagram. Yeah. Plenty of fish. LinkedIn. Post. Yeah. Send, a Post, yeah. Send video you podcast, care of book cycle. Yeah. But first class, because otherwise it won't get here in time. No, no. No, it won't. Uh, and just before we finish the evening, it's, uh, just to prove how massive we have Simon, there's been a, something in the uh, doing the rounds this week, hasn't there? Yeah, um, I don't. People might have seen it um, last year. Um, one of our fans went meeting Blink One Eighty Two um, at a session in. But for those who don't know, they're like a, a, a new new style pop, punk rock group, apparently, yeah. out, out of uh, California. Um, he went meeting them, took all three of them uh, Atlantic shirts all printed up for them, which was a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then there was a photo taken um, of one of them in the latex shirt wearing a pin badge as well that went with it and that was the main reason he had it on because he had the pin badge on but it's now made it onto their official tour merchandise so there'll be people walking around Korea um, Wigan California with the latex shirt Reykjavik Reykjavik yeah, yeah. yeah. Helsinki. Yeah, so we are going global thanks to Rick Tallinn. Sur Rick Surples who um New Delhi. New Delhi. Is that where the tour is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so one one man and his shirts have got us back out there. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely so Blink one eighty two. So thank you for uh, being Latix fans, fellow ticks. Yeah, yeah, all ticks. Anyway, uh, t tonight I can only be dedicated to one thing and one thing only, and, and that's Ryan Culclough and uh, his new uh, his new addition to his family, Harley Thomas. Uh, so for uh, Ryan and Steph, big congratulations once again from us all. And uh, it was quite obvious last night. Uh, or during the Doncaster game that Ryan only had one thing on his mind and he was only thinking about his new baby so we're going to finish this evening's podcast with uh, too busy thinking about my baby well I've got one question before we finish is he going to be playing Saturday having forced his way into the side and delivered or is he going to be on two weeks paternity leave <laughs> <laughs> Delivered being the word. Yeah. David Perkins had a bit of paternity leave, didn't he, uh, earlier this month, so uh, maybe. I think, having got back into the team, I think he'll want to. He's already mentioned that he wants to play. He said everything's alright with the baby and mum, he said he wants to be in the squad. Did he want to take paternity leave when they score then? Because Perkins scored and then he seemed to get his paternity leave. Yeah. Yeah. There's a joke in there, but I'm not going to mention it on this family podcast. So uh, anyway, too busy to think about now, baby. Uh, I hope you get some restful nights, Ryan. Uh, it's a good night from me. Good night from us. Up the ticks.